A riot is an ugly thing. But I think that it is just about time that we had one. Kill the monster! Yes, heaven is my witness. He will curse the day that he was born a Frankenstein. What? I said he will curse the day that he was born a Frankenstein. Yeah! My deck, at least I'm wearing pants today. Well, now I have to edit that part out. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Read the Room with me, Mark Smith, and my brother, Rick Cochran, also known as Uncle Rico. We are going to discuss today the January 7th aftermath of January 6th, and possibly even, uh, as we now know it, January 5th was his January 6th Eve, thanks to uh, our friends at Fox News, which cracks me up every time they say it. So welcome, everybody. We're glad you're here. We're glad you're safe and democracy is safe, right? Absolutely. As you have Pulp Fiction pumping in the background, such a great movie. What a great scene. It's the best. best. Um. And I actually have my man TCT on in the background because there he is, bro. He did a segment last night, or yeah, last night where he brought Ted Cruz on. Did you happen to catch that? Yes, I did. I'm a uh, a big fan of Senator Cruz for a whole yeah, bunch of reasons. And absolutely. In he used the term yesterday. Uh, Domestic terrorist attacks, which he got a lot of flack for. Now, if you know Ted Cruz, right. he like refer to cop violence as terrorist attacks. Now, right. whether that falls under the legal precedence of terrorism is another question all in itself. But what I wanted to point out was how beautiful both sides were in this. It's exactly what we need. You had a journalist holding one of our politicians accountable and more importantly you had one of our politicians willing to answer questions in True. a healthy debate a healthy disagreement and it's so important like they're both on the team conservative and yet they can still have disagreements and still healthily debate and it's that type of stuff that we need more politicians to have the brass to do. To I couldn't agree more. Questions. I could not agree more. Absolutely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Sorry about that. You're good. For whatever reason, the technology gremlins are, uh, are trying to piss me off today. And they're doing a the pretty lighting. good job. So anyway... Um, yeah, it was, it was interesting. I mean, you know, Tucker has got a, uh, a habit of, of using hyperbole, uh, where, uh, rational thought belongs, but that has to do with 
being on television more than anything else. And uh, he's not going to, you're not going to debate Ted Cruz out of a box, right? Or out of a position that he has taken, it's not going to happen in nope. any way, shape or form. So, you know, good luck on that front, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I'm I'm excited that you're here for a whole bunch of reasons, because I know that you have uh, still in your Christmas glory, thank you very much, um, a lot to say about this issue. You're in the real world, as I like to remind my friends here in the Beltway, um, this lovely 66 mile square area um, made up of swamp and people who take themselves way too seriously. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't attend that university of uh, inane, hubris-laden stupidity. Thank you very much. I just operate in and around it uh, when necessary. But um, it's important. It's important to understand that the hyperbole that is on both sides is there to defend a position, but ultimately you better damn well make sense because the American public is going to look at you with a uh, square eye and a tilted head and go, what the hell are you talking about? There were some pissed off people and uh, it didn't come close to 9-11 and it sure as hell didn't come close to Pearl Harbor. The last time I checked, and if you look at my Instagram from yesterday, you know, I put up a a short slideshow of one of these things is not like the other. A veteran was shot dead who was unarmed Uh and some building and their personal belongings got messed up, right? Nance. Granted, we had some law enforcement officers that were harmed. I'm a huge proponent of law enforcement. I've worked with them for over 25 years in my, in my profession. And anyone that deliberately harms a, 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 pro, a law enforcement officer, whether it's in Seattle, the District of Columbia, Minneapolis, LA, wherever the hell it was, you know, those 540 other riots we had the last two years, uh, these people ought to be in jail. You're damn straight Mm -hmm. they should, right? But we are a nation of law. Uh, We uphold the rule of law. And um, that, that means everyone who's involved, both sides of it, the cat with the flag walking behind you, uh, even this poorly trained side-armed Capitol Hill policemen. And I love those guys, but these guys in many cases are a few steps above Paul Blart Mall Cop on Capitol Hill. It is a slow-moving, boring job. Disproportionately, they are making sure people get in and walk through the metal detector and walk out uh, and are are peaceful. And it happens hundreds of thousands of times a day on the Hill. I've been up there for 30 years. Um, it is not an overtly stressful position. However, we have had January 6th. We have had other mishaps 
and and losses of life at the Capitol by law enforcement officers, right? You know, my son who works up there, uh, when this crazy son of a bitch came in to the Capitol uh, and broke into Tom DeLay's office in the Capitol and ended up shooting and killing an officer uh, in the 90s, that was horrible. Absolutely horrible what happened. Right. But we came together as a country and as a city and as a, a family up on the hill. Uh, and uh, and we put it past us. Right. This unfortunate political theater in the time that we're in is um, is, is not any of those things, no. not by a long stretch. And no. the fact that they've allowed um, the minority to see only what the majority wants to see and the narrative that they want to uh, paint is pretty pathetic. It's, it's really, it's really quite unfortunate. It is. And you use uh, one of the really polarizing terms to describe what's happening right now. Theater. It's a spectacle. It's no more than like yesterday was so audacious in its, uh, Liberace style festival. Uh, Nancy that was Pelosi, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Her her sitting down from her speech time to attempt to say Lynn Lynn Manuel Miranda without being able to actually look down. She Lynn Manuel, what's his last name again? Oh yeah, Miranda. And to have Hamilton do a song, you know parody meeting the real world it's sad but it's here we are january 6th a day that they try to refer to as uh worse than the civil war worse than pearl harbor worse than 9 11 and frame it in the context of auschwitz i mean are that was that was pathetic yeah that was uh douglas brinkley this bozo um uh historian who's never written anything meaningful on history in his entire life uh use that reference and it's nauseating it's absolutely nauseating absolutely nauseating little fun fact for the audience um it is more dangerous to attend a travis scott concert by uh a thousand percent than it is to attend the january 6th yeah more people died in droves yeah so statistically speaking more people died at one Travis Scott concert. And if you're not familiar with the hip hop artist, Travis Scott, he's known for some rowdy shows. So uh, shout out to T Scott. But the fact of the matter is, is more people died at his show than did on January 6th. And the only person, as you pointed right. out, to die was an unarmed vet and also a female. So there's that. Right. Which just, you know, it. It kind of makes you want to lose your belly a little bit, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's nauseating, like you said. It really is. And you point out that people need to be held accountable on both sides. You know, there's so many unanswered questions, and the transparency is what's so frustrating about this because there are so many provocateurs, and we don't know what what side they're on. You know, we talk about conspiracy theories and – you know, was this a undercover operation? Was it not? And if we right. could just get Merrick and some of these other bozos to just be transparent, release all the films, uh, 
try to not selectively pick who's going to go in and who's going to go out, uh, kind of make it a, a, a flat line, a, a even scale. You know, you've got uh, two guys, you know, what was it, the, the megaphone or, or the, the scaffold general is one of the guys. And then uh, the gentleman, Ray Epps, who is clearly a provocateur of Ray Epps. I never, I never heard of him. I, I thought he was up on the DOJ's website. Uh, as a yeah, most true wanted, story. All of a sudden, poof, turned into Casper. Yeah. I was this close to doing this show from his fucking front driveway. Pardon my friend. Yeah. Uh, Where is this clown? Where does this clown live? He lives in Phoenix. Oh, he is in Phoenix. I knew he was in Arizona. He is in Phoenix. He's got a little. I didn't know where. Okay, got it. Yep. Little plot of land about 25 minutes away from me. Uh, So it would be convenient for me to. Yeah. So stay tuned, folks. More with Ray Epps. Is he he in like Mesa or Gilbert or what? Where is he? He's he's out in kind of like the northern part of phoenix where it's secluded it's kind of like that north uh north scottsdale uh i was gonna ask you is that north scottsdale or is that out west by glendale okay yeah so it's he's more like cave creek stuff like that yeah 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 yeah, yeah, kind of like north scottsdale pv north phoenix so i'm like out here in north phoenix in the mountains and he's kind of out that way so um and he's got uh, out conservative... where you know, a bobcat could get you, but you couldn't be heard screaming right out there. No, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, nice, peace and quiet. Plenty of uh, good bearing patches, if you get what I mean. Bing. And, uh, you know, it's nice to get out there. Well, we're not and Italian kind of... and we're not in the casino business, so I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So, Well, speak you for know. yourself. I'm around Native Americans all day long playing my cards. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Uh, well, not, the uh, not, that we're, not that we're doxing anybody here on No Filter Network, <laughs> uh, but you know, we may have an address later up on the internet. I don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yep. Yeah, I, it's, I uh, it, it's quite interesting. Yeah, my Native it, American quite, brothers and quite sisters. Interesting yeah. How this stuff, uh, you know, mysteriously disappears. It's kind of like, oh, Andrew McCabe got his pension and his entire uh, back pay. And legal fees covered by the taxpayer. How did that happen? Right? And that's the question. How did it happen? You know, there's logical, you know, there's a logical trace that we don't have the 100% 100 factual evidence to prove what we think. But any bozo, any moron with just a skosh, a salt grain of logic can start to a trace together gosh. the pieces. A smidgel, right? Just of a smidgel. Sense. Yep. But see, that's that's my whole point. That is what is driving the uh, angst and anxiety of the American public is these folks where I'm at here in the swamp, I mean, they're just so full of their own uh, bullshit that they believe the sentences that are flowing out of their mouths and then they build a a case or a position or a policy around it and go, you know what? Let them eat cake. And, and it's just so wrong. 
Yeah. It is so tone deaf. I mean, it is unbelievably stupid to think it that is. you can actually, you know, get the American public to buy into this stuff. They're just yeah. a bunch of they're just a bunch of mama birds and baby birds just bird feeding each other, just regurgitating into each other's Not mouth the smart. same tripe, just blah, and then feeding it to the next person, and down the line it goes, almost like a human centipede, just with uh, baby bird feeding. Yeah, it's just it's not smart though. It it really isn't. And so, you know, some of the things with regard to this, um, uh, you know, post January sixth um, event that um, are continuing to come up is that you know there are um, individuals both uh, in the previous administration current members of Congress, uh, uh, you know, non-governmental organizations, Sean Hannity, for crying out loud, somehow, some way, they can tie and, and, and weave a, uh, a legal position around uh, the fact that an unfortunate event occurred. Everyone was awestruck by it and said, we got to stop this. And, and you know, Magically, somehow, in retrospect, uh, you're supposed to somehow stop 25,000 people from walking in one direction. Just because you go back on TV, put out a tweet, or whatever. That is not going to happen. And what, what hasn't been combed through legitimately are what were all these Antifa people doing there? What were the people like Ray Epps and some of these other cats doing there? Why were there 17, 18,000 peaceful protesters that were walking through rope and stanchions, velvet ropes, through the rotunda in Statuary Hall if they were so pissed off and wanted to, you know, light the place on fire? I mean, get, get you know, get out of here. All right? Get I mean... Should they have gone into a building when instructed not to? No, they should not have. None of those folks should have should have gone up there. Uh, could uh, this again? All retrospect, right? Could yeah. um, uh, forty-five? Could you know, President Trump have said, "Guys, you know, we're going to peacefully protest. So peacefully go up there." Don't go in the building. It's a, you know, all of that is retrospect. Some of that was said, but you know what? Um, uh, who's uh, your friend Pete Hayden wants to come in? I'm going to let him in. Is that cool? Are you ready for Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Pistol Pete, come on in, buddy. Come on in, bro. Like this guy, he's a wild card. For all right. Sure. He's, you know, so could they could they have come in? Uh, could they have uh, gone up there and done that uh, in retrospect? Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. But why over the summer of 2022, excuse me, 2020, 2021, now going into 2022, haven't the Democrat establishment, and I'm not throwing it back on them, said in these four or 500 different riots all over the place that that can't happen? and called for mm -hmm. peaceful protesting. Well, we know why, because it was orange man bad and, and Pete just disappeared, so maybe he'll come back. Um, Hopefully he'll uh, figure it out. 
you know, orange man bad, and uh, and there you go, and there you have it. Let's get rid of him. So that was their that was their modus operandi, right? Um, yeah. But uh, they they clearly could have, in retrospect, uh, done um, done more, right? But mm-hmm. that's. Um, that's like asking the airplanes that hit the towers at 9/11, not that I'm making a comparison, to stop flying, right? That's like asking a bullet to stop uh, coming out of a gun. It's already been done. It's you know yeah. good judgment ahead of time, uh, better judgment in the aftermath, and you put things in place to prevent it from happening again. Instead yeah. of trying to score cheap political points, which uh, makes me want to lose my belly. Yeah, and you bring up another point that I want to touch on because even in war, there's rules of engagement. And do we always Correct. follow that? No, but from history, there's been a rule of engagement. And with protests, it's so skewed in all over the chart you know this scatter plot is filled with so many dots in so many different places because there is no baseline for what is a a peaceful protest and more importantly what are the legal precedences set what discipline should we see when things get out of hand because as we know when people get emotion evoked to these levels and make no mistake that's what the media and the politicians have been trying to drive up from trump to uh this current this current administration uh they want to evoke emotion and hysteria and they know that all it takes is a spark to light a fire right and with the things that we saw in 2020 the summer of 2020 the rioting the violence the destruction Uh, And then you look at what actually happened on Jan 6th. It's hard not to call this call of Jan 6th as a terrorist, a domestic terrorist attack, as nothing more than elitist. Because what they're saying is, is that these politicians' lives are, in fact, more valuable than the citizens of the city, the shop owners of the city, the everyday lives in the city. Like, their places can be torched. They can be beaten in the streets. They can have their businesses, their homes, whatever, filled with graffiti, and yet people walking to the Capitol. And now I get that this is a historical national landmark, a foundational institution of our country. So I will give it points there. But to think well, that they're let, let me just inter- let me interject and, and tell you that so is Lafayette Park across from the White House. So is the uh, Lincoln Memorial. So is the Jefferson Memorial. So is the pencil, as my children, when they were younger, used to call it the Washington Memorial, right? Uh, and the various landmarks around D.C. that were torched, graffitied. Uh, some tried to be torn down, uh, etc. And what did our what did our friends on the other side of the aisle do? They painted a fucking slogan of Black Lives Matter in the middle of the road on 16th Street. Okay, uh, 
just before we get going in further, I'm talking to Pete right now. Uh, he says he yes, sir. can't hear. He can't hear. I am muted. We can't, I can't I'm see him. Speaking. No, I'm, I'm yeah. muted. He says no video. I don't want background noise. Ah. Oh, that's gotcha. all right, man. But uh, no cam. But I just wanted to interject. The most hor- the, they'll have you believe that this was the French Revolution, except with automatic weapons instead of guillotines, and the worst, <laughs> the worst crime against humanity in since you know the the, the medieval times, um, and it's just preposterous when you see a bunch of boomers walking in taking selfies, and uh, that's about it. Yep. So Pete, um, Pete, uh, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more in that regard. Um, tell us, uh, tell our viewers who you are and where are you in the country? I'm just a dude surviving in, in the communist Mecca of California. Where in California? Cause that's where I'm from. I'm in San Diego, the last bastion of sanity on the coast that's left. Yeah. I grew up in Laguna beach. Awesome. Awesome. Just yeah, like, you know, it was. It used to be. It used to be pretty dead red in the in Orange County, but it's kind of divided now. Well, that has a lot to do with ballot harvesting too, from the uh, 2018 election. No doubt. <laughs> no, 2016 no. election this is when they ballot harvested that crap. That was a that was an absolute joke. Um, but uh, yeah, there's. It's interesting. Uh, fortunately, uh, of course, now they've changed it with the new the new districts. Um, you know, Michelle Steele had uh, uh, Newport all the way down to just a little south of San Diego, north of Carlsbad, and then uh, Scott Peters took over uh, from down there. But uh, you know, I yeah, digress. He's an um, he, he's yeah, I know, and he has and he has Cap Pendleton in his district, which is which is just ironic as hell. Yeah, and uh, that was. Uh... Up there was uh, uh, B1 Bob Dornan country for a while. Oh, yeah. Well, that was that was actually so Garden Grove, uh, Anaheim, um, a little bit of Newport Beach and Irvine was was Bob's uh, district. He was a very good friend. And then uh, Ron Packard had most of Carlsbad, uh, Vista um, and North County for many, many, many years. Gotcha. So yeah, it's it's. Yeah. I think uh, Rico he he made the, the a great point that that uh, uh, these people's lives matter substantially more than yours or mine, and <clears throat> that is the genesis for the horror that they are portraying this to be. Because frankly, I mean, there was a time there where people were a little bit skittish to even go outdoors um, uh, last summer. Mm-hmm. In, in cities because nobody knew what was going to happen and to what scale, but that was, you know, people's right to protest, but, uh, unarmed, completely unarmed and no fire, uh, people walking into a public building, albeit a very important public building, but still a public building, um, and making no effort to physically assault anyone, um, is, you know, it's it's like Vietnam on steroids or something. I don't know what the deal is over there, but other than they're more important than we are. Absolutely. And 
it, the word keeps coming up and you just see it with everything. They're backwards hysteria. They get hysterical over the wrong things. And we see it in the polls. The American people don't care about this stuff, but they're trying to evoke emotion once again. Look at COVID, look at Omicron, look at Jan 6. But when it comes to the thefts going on in the cities, the uh, trying to make it easier for criminals to commit crimes, there's no outcries. You know, when BLM protesters and Antifa protesters are busy burning down local shopping centers, there's no uproar um, when we had that gentleman, uh, the failed rapper, driving through a Christmas parade and killing 16 people, old women, children, injuring 50 others. It wasn't him that did it. It was the red SUV. But you better believe that when that orange charger plowed through a peaceful protest uh he was a terrorist he was a white supremacist and do i condone those actions absolutely not but it's once again where's the line drawn why can't we just have an equal scale for misbehavior well i think that um you're mistaken just in one area um you know that car was driving by itself there was no person in it that's According right. to NBC News, right? Yeah. Oh, that's just right. you know. Check your facts next time. Come on, bro. Yes, you sorry. You bring up a, a really good point, as does as does Pete, and we you know really appreciate that uh, for a whole bunch of reasons because you know Pete lives out in the real world. You live out in the real world. Uh, I'm thank God live out on a farm away from the psychosis that is the district of columbia that i have to go visit all next week but um (laughs) that is that that whether it's because of social media or the ability that people have to communicate uh using the internet um we can tell um what's real and what isn't real So when you don't hear about a story, but then you find out about it five days later because your local news channel uh, doesn't report it, there's an agenda there. And it's it's actually quite pathetic. And so the agenda here, unfortunately, and I've seen it with the 9-11 Commission, I've seen it with other uh, politically motivated commissions and or committees, and you know, just so Pete, just so you know, I I own a lobbying firm uh, for the last 30 years here in D.C. and I'm a, a veteran a D.C. strategist. Uh, um, don't hold that against me. Uh, but um, they have a specific agenda, and it's uh, it's quite it's quite pathetic. It's see-through. Uh, it is facile, and um, it it would not hold an ounce of water let alone a bucket of water in reality. It's just not going to hold up at all. And so they're going to try and the Democrats, along with the help of some Republicans, are going to try and jam January 6th, orange man bad, Trump is the problem, anybody that's associated with Trump is a terrorist and evil, uh, build back better and voting rights down the throats of voters for the next six months until they all give up in June or July and coast into what they hope is a re-election 
And um, I, I can just encourage people right now in January, get out and get involved in your primaries, get out and get in, and vote, get out and vote in, uh, in the general and just tell them hashtag remember November. Make sure that they know that you guys are out there listening, watching, and are going to vote. And they will, uh, they will absolutely do what is necessary to get your vote, which will then prove to you that they are either honest or just seeking, you know, political uh, uh, livelihood. Correct. So it, it it's interesting. It, it it's interesting. I don't have a whole lot of hope in this uh, this idiotic commission. I think that you know because they're going to release a report in September, you know, eight weeks out from an election instead of May or June, and let people digest it and see it, uh, etc. It's not legitimate, and it's not going to be legitimate, and it's it's a damn shame. Because there's hundreds of yep. thousands of data, witnesses, and motivation out there that will will not be brought to light because they want a political agenda. And that's pretty much it. Absolutely. Yep. Withholding information to skew it. Go ahead, Pistol. Yeah, on, just on that topic, uh, I've read that uh, a number of legitimate Republicans in the uh, Congress have asked for records pertaining to uh, Queen Nancy's role in January 6th, and mm -hmm. they are they're getting stonewalled on that. Uh, given the fact that the the House is the one that uh, failed to order more protection uh, by Correct. the Capitol Police, and that was requested by the President actually. Um, Six times. The irony. The irony in that, uh, that's mm -hmm. obviously been squelched and, and nobody wants to talk about that dirty little secret. But, um, I, I, you know, since you're in PR, my question to you is, how the hell is the, the hard left wing that is encompassed and taken over the uh, Democratic Party, how is their PR machine so much bigger and broader? I know the answer, but I want you to say it because mm -hmm. it has actual weight to it. But how is their PR machine so much broader and have such a bigger outreach to um, shape minds and, and peddle these mistruths? Well, I would argue that your... your uh point of view is even more valuable than mine, but I, I really appreciate that. Um, simply because there are um, more outlets and corporate media in uh, conjunction with the left uh, have made a pact to um, define for America what America sees, breathes, believes, and takes in. Um, there's a terrific show on um, on Prime called The Boys about superheroes. And have you ever seen it, either of you? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Carl Urban. Shout yeah. out to Carl Amazon Urban. Prime. Yeah, it is absolutely hilarious, absolutely dark as hell, 
and <laughs> absolutely portrays what corporate media and uh, the de rigueur item of the day is, which in this case, in that case, is, is superheroes with superpowers, right? So bring bring um, all the Marvel movies together with corporate media, and you've got the boys. Uh, and it's also mm -hmm. sadistic as hell, um, but it has some very uh, uh, Freudian angles. I'll be I'll be nice about it. Uh, and at the same time, uh, it's got a lot of Shakespeare in it, uh, but it's still sadistic as hell. It is very entertaining, but it is also very real in terms of what Pete just asked. And I would urge you to watch it. Do not watch it with anyone under the age of 15 or 16, no, please. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> not that there's graphic sex or anything like that, but it's just, it's, it's pretty... It's pretty. You would never want your fifteen. You would never want your fifteen-year-old to sit down and and watch Pulp Fiction, okay? Which is right behind me, okay? Um, same rule applies here, but okay. it is very real, Pete, in terms of illustration, holding up a mirror to what you're seeing today. Where um, on, uh, I think it's uh, the little cable show with what's her name on it, MSNBC um that had doug brinkley on there that's just some do nothing alleged historian that compared january 6th to the civil war you know that thing that killed almost a million people you know that that small conflict that thing in our nation's history and then we've got yeah. uh you know yeah. the uh um less than capable vp that unfortunately compared it to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor, Pearl Harbor. which you know, I think a lot of people not only it reaffirmed for them how incompetent this woman is, but uh, how tone deaf uh, the media is. It was pretty bad. And then you had, unfortunately, you had, unfortunately, Biden, who just gave a an angry stump speech from the campaign in the middle of a austere uh, environment in Statuary Hall um, about his uh, former rival that he obviously hates. Um, and um, not to pull in a, too much of a plug, but uh, hey, the guy's going to go up on social media on President's Day. February 21st is when Truth Social goes online. So it'll be, it'll be fun to watch all of the users from Twitter Stuck across the internet to go over on uh, on Trump's uh, Trump's platform, but that's that's really it, man. It's not much more than that. I, I wish it was. Um, uh, yeah, Jason Miller uh, with Getter is a really good friend of mine. He's a wonderful guy. I encourage everybody to get on No Filter Network and platforms like Getter and Gab and ultimately Truth Social, so we can bring them all together. Um, but I. Um, I'll just tell you guys, uh, I, I just, I've seen politics uh, a lot better than what it is right now. Um, it's not going to cause me to uh, change my job anytime soon. I'm going to keep fighting. But at the same time, we need to bring more people in like you guys and, and other folks that are in the audience into these discussions 
because the more you can communicate directly with a member of Congress about your views, uh, the more they're going to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Gentlemen, I got a bolt. Uh, I appreciate you having me so much. It's, it's yeah, bro. To be Absolutely. Guys. Thank you so much. I will be back. Absolutely. We will, you, uh, we will see you again soon. Yeah, anytime. Definitely. Yeah. Let me know. I'll you be, guys have a great night. Yeah, I'll be chatting with you soon, Thanks, Pistol. Love you, dude. Love you. See you. Late. Pistol Pete, Good the dude. one and only. Yeah, he is. He's really, uh, he's really passionate about these topics. I mean, uh, outside of you, he's probably uh, one of the people I talk to the most about political issues and stuff. We send messages back and forth to each other, and I'm glad he yeah, got a chance friends. to finally get on. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I almost got a full hands worth. Uh, he had almost, to, uh, almost, there. Me to almost be, that many, right? Almost Look, that I'm many. This many. Three more to go. Right. Um, but he, right. he's a great man. And uh, we know we just connected uh, through our political views and just liking mm-hmm. to call it how we see it, you know. And uh, I'm glad he got on here to ask some good questions, good hearty questions, you know. Like that PR question is uh, real in depth and it's no easy answer, but. To unpack no. it the way you did helps. Good, good. Well, I, you know, I'm happy to do that any any way that I can. And um, before you know, we again, get going, I wish January sixth. Good, good. What were you going to oh, say, buddy? I was just going to talk about you. You keep bringing up Doug Brinkley, and I I have to I have to get at him because that, as a fellow historian, his interpretations of history make me so nauseous, and to hear him talk. Yeah, he, he does this. He does what they do, and it's not necessarily going outright and calling somebody a white supremacist or a racist or what they they paint the brushstroke and they put them in the same context to give them the same yeah. attributes. Like he he referenced Auschwitz, and his reasoning for it was because we have video of what happened on January sixth, and we have video of what happened at Auschwitz. And he's not saying they're Nazis per se, but what he's doing is basically gaslighting the American public in- Oh, totally. I mean, they're just playing word games and it's just circular logic. And it, it makes no sense whatsoever. Um, there are a couple of great songs by a, a surfing punk Hamilton? band called the Butthole Surfers that I absolutely love. and. You know, they just remind me of some of the lyrics from these guys because they make no fucking sense whatsoever, period. <laughs> and and everybody in this audience and other audiences that we've had, they know it. And, and Americans know it. And if you don't believe me, look at the recent Ipsos poll, which is a liberal uh, polling firm. Biden's at 35% favorability. So he's got a 20-point swing to the negative is not going to survive two things are going to happen we're going to take the house and senate back in 22 and 24 biden i guarantee you is going to have a challenger uh in the primary in the 2024 primary unless he pulls a lyndon johnson which i've said from day one he's going to do uh, and doesn't, I shall not seek, and I will not accept the nomination of my party as another term as your president. That was 
March 31st, 1968, when he went on TV and did that. Gave mm-hmm. Lady Bird a kiss and then walked off camera. Boom. Biden, of course, will, you know, sniff his dog and think it's, you know, what's her name? Jill, uh, the high school principal, uh, and then walk off camera and probably smack into a wall or something. Yeah, probably. I mean, he's definitely going to be uh, disattaching from the Democratic Party, whether by choice or by force. But he's nothing more than to quote the great butthole surfers. He's merely a detachable penis. Yeah, the, the dude's like it's it's hairway to it's hairway to Stephen time, bro. Okay, the guy's the guy's a full hand puppet. Yep. Full on. He is. Full the guy's a total, a total hand puppet. And, um, you know, it, 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 that's just the bottom line. And everybody knows it, which means that they are literally rats sinking, a sh- uh, jumping off a sinking ship, whether it's the Kamala side, you know, or Cami, as I call her. I call her Cami. All right. Cami. Yeah. Um, you know, we got to come up with uh, some characters further caricatures of her because it's freaking hilarious uh oh, yeah. or you know joey jojo uh on the other end people are, are bailing they're like we're done yep it's a bunch of rats jumping off of a sinking ship of their own feces you know they got they basically buried this ship in their own rat pellets and are now trying to seek life elsewhere uh maybe they'll find it maybe they won't hopefully they'll just drown in the water and we won't have to see such atrocities anymore and that's not a supporting death per se these are all hyperbole people so if you think we are pro murder right now on the administration <laughs> uh please please think again. Do your fact. yeah think, think again, again. We're, we're talking yeah, about I, professional you know, I, i've been around i've been around biden for you know 30 years right and um mm-hmm. not to get too far in the weeds but i mean like a few Republican senators that I was around for a long time, the guy is just another vote. That's all he's ever been. He's nothing special. He's not very smart. Uh, he just sort of occupies the space ever since 1972, if you can believe it or not. That's how long he's been in the in uh, in public service, right? So he's always signed the back of a check. He's never signed the front of a check. And... Um, <laughs> Uh, and he just was a reliable vote on things, and that's it. And, you know, uh, they saw the popularity of Bernie in 2016 and fucking freaked him out uh, in the DNC, and it freaked him out again in 2020 after you, you know, got the squad in there in 2018. And then yep. 2020 comes around, they're like, holy shit. You know, uh, at least they thought Hillary was going to save him in 16, right? Yeah. And she got her ass handed to her. She's a terrible candidate. I mean, duh, right? Duh. And, uh, you know, 2020 comes around, and they're like, all right, we got to cut a deal. And they cut a deal and said, you know, Bernie will spend anything you want to do, and we'll make you budget chairman, and peace, love, Obama. And they took the old man from Delaware, stuffed him in a basement, painted him like a a moderate uh, against, you know, Trump, uh, et cetera. And that was it. That was it. And yep. people bought it. People bought it. And and if you remember, you remember that video that came out um, five years ago, I think it was 2017, with all the uh, little Google freaks in it uh, at the executive level 
that were just shitting their pants about how they got screwed. You guys faintly remember that, I'm sure. And um, they made a plan over the next four years not to get screwed again. It was like, you know, won't get fooled again by the who, except I won't give them that that gravitas because it's a great album and a great song and they don't they don't deserve it. Um, and so they spent the money they needed to, Zuckerbucks, the whole nine yards, targeted, yada, 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 um, to not get one thrown by them. And they can blame themselves. So back to Pete's question, what about the media? Why are they so, you know, in the tank, et cetera? Because there's more of them. They've got their own agenda. That's literally all they care about is themselves, unfortunately. And um, they... Um, put together a plan to not have one snuck by him again. Cause Obama, <laughs> I say this a lot. And even my friends on my side of the aisle, our side of the aisle, whatever, get a little pissed off. And I'm like, Hey man, Obama gave us Trump. Okay. Yeah. We had eight years of Urkel and, and that incompetent amateur. And, and people were like, get these guys away from yeah. me. Right. The exact opposite. Right? I need something the, the, new and different. And what they're missing mm-hmm. in the 21 elections, in almost winning the governor's seat in New Jersey, and winning the governor's seat here in Virginia, thank you, baby Jesus, um, is that in 2022, people haven't forgotten how for almost four years, they could exhale. They could relax. They could mm-hmm. plan. They knew they were going to put their kid in college. They knew they were going to have a job. They knew that gas was a, a buck 80 or a buck 70, you know, that kind of thing. And they knew that there was 4% pushed inflation. around by the world. <laughs> yeah, 4% inflation, maybe 5% inflation, 3.5% inflation, not not 7.2. Not, mm-hmm. And then that translates out to 25% inflation. That's insane. That the, yep. the people knew that. And people and, that cared about economics, you know, the, the economic lovers of this world knew that America would become more sustainable, would become more reliant on creating its own jobs, keeping businesses here, uh, working on our own sustainable energy, little projects like that that aren't sexy. <laughs> They don't just make small headlines. stuff like that, yeah. Yeah, small ha- stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. having but- having a chief executive prior to Trump that didn't apologize to everybody on the planet for America, and then having uh, this occupant at sixteen hundred now, who not only doesn't apologize, but doesn't even talk about America and its potential. He talks about you know death and winter and dividing people. I mean, that's all that speech was yesterday was just Mm -hmm. a divisive bag of rhetoric. And it's like, dude, very strange. I I know you forget what you campaigned on, bro, but guess what? You campaigned on bringing people together, ending the virus and not killing the economy. And you're doing exactly the opposite. Yeah. And that's largely because he has the same staffers around him. He's had for years and they're dumber than a bag of hammers. Most yeah. of these people, most of them. And I mean, Ron Klain, a... are you kidding me? Come on, are you kidding me? The I'm guy's been around forever. Down. He used to be Al Gore's chief of staff. the uh, the The guy is the guy is a dope. He's a okay? human wedgie. Yeah, massively, 
And you can hear mm -hmm. the fabric stretch too, because every time Absolutely. he walks, he just straight up and like that, right? Boom. Smell the skid marks as they get yanked. It's just up terrible. The track. It's, yeah, it's awful. It's just, we don't need to go into detail. Because it's not, it's not pretty. We can't have them see that. Absolutely. And speaking of disgusting and morbid things, um, other than Joe's. How is Hillary Clinton? No, I'm just kidding. Go I ahead. Was, no, you literally segued right to where I was going to go because all the recent news with the Epstein's. Do you think Hillary was uh, snuck in a bag and put in overhead compartments or was she in the carry-on on the Lolita Expresses? Because, you know, I have a feeling she went there with Bill once or twice to the sex islands. And I'd be inter interested to see what her cup of tea would be um, on these secret getaways that the famed of the world have traveled. You know, I, uh, I don't know if she legitimately ever went there. Uh, he certainly did multiple times. Mm -hmm. I think it was 27 times or something like that. Um, I, hadn't, oh I haven't heard rumors about that. Nobody's, you know, whispered it over their, you know, martini while they're talking to me, uh, etc. So I don't know. I don't know. Um, That's why I, I, I said the, the, the uh, two of them live very it. different lives. I think the two of them live oh, very different lives. Yeah. Uh, I was just wondering, because we haven't heard any rumors about it, there's really been no reporting on it. So I figured uh, if she was sneaking on, would it be in carry on or if she was actually stowed away in luggage well, i think so they just pulled her up in a duffel bag and, or, or a uh, a hanging bag suit bag and just fold her <laughs> in. yeah you'd have a you'd have a bit of a bulge there in the middle i'm, I'm just yep, I'm right putting there. that out there nothing uh right there in the soft about spot. it but you know she's only she only stands about yay tall you know yep. great visual <laughs> As you know, with the purple outfit on or the orange pantsuit, <laughs> yeah, it's frightening. So it's, it's a little scary. It's a little scary. Yeah. But you know, to to get back in the in the time we have to to January seventh, um, it's a date on a calendar. Uh, uh, January sixth is uh, so the aftermath is really not a aftermath, whether it is a household. Uh, problem that you have, whether it's with a child or, or with your home, or it's a work issue, uh, or it's a neighbor issue, a community issue, everybody has an opportunity to learn from it. But you can't learn from it if all the facts aren't available to you. You can't learn from it if, in fact, things are being hidden from you to provide you that knowledge you, you can't do that that's 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 not it's not possible and so unfortunately the illegitimacy from day one like the russia hoax like um uh, a variety of other hoaxes uh that have been um portrayed by government officials air quotes um here we have another one and it's not going to amount to a, uh, a bucket of spit, a thimble of spit, quite frankly, uh, in the lives of daily Americans. We had a jobs report today that was like uh, Harry Carey in slow motion. All right. I mean, you look at these numbers and it's like, holy hell. 
199,000 jobs in the month in which we have a holiday where people should be hired on mass, right? But they aren't. And you still okay. have several million sitting on the sidelines and then even several million more of jobs available. And so again, the policies that this administration has put forward in the last 13 months have been uh, absolutely a disaster. And people are trying to figure out um, how do I get rid of the mask? Where do I get a test kit? Um, when can I get back to work? How can I go back to my favorite restaurant, et cetera, et cetera? I mean, I'm going to the District of Columbia next week, and, and I'll just tell everybody, um, not that it's anybody's business, but I'll, I'll go ahead and share it with you. Um, I had COVID in November of 2020. I got over it. I have antibodies from the original strain. Um, I'm not getting the vaccine. I'm not putting a gene therapy in my body. Thank you very much. It's not happening. So I won't be able to take my clients out to dinner next week in DC. I'll have to wish them a good evening as I walk them into the place um, because I don't have a um, vaccine card and I'm not going to get one. So by the time we do three, maybe four shows from now, this uh, Omicron um, variant, and I, I work a lot in this space the last couple of years, so I actually am fortunate I have a lot of data and, and kind of know what I'm talking about. It will um, go away. Mm -hmm. COVID will become endemic. And we'll be dealing with it on a once or twice yearly uh, 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 basis, the way we do the flu, very likely mm -hmm. once a year. We'll need to take care of those who are most vulnerable, our kids we don't have to worry about, and the craziness of all the money that we've washed into the system and all of the confusion is going to last pretty much through next year Unfortunately, yep. along with inflation, Elections. you've got about another six or eight quarters of inflation uh, that's that's going to occur through 2023. Yep. So plan for it, ladies and gentlemen. But at the same yep. time, you've got an opportunity to really understand the reality of what's going to happen in your community. Be there at the grassroots level to make the change that's necessary and and demand in a respectful and peaceful way that your elected officials do what they said they were going to do and in the best interest of the community you live in, not in the best interest of their next re-election. And I don't care if it's a school board, a mayor, a city council, a board of supervisors, a state rep, a governor, or a member of the House or Senate uh, or, or White House. They've got to stick to it. Otherwise, they're going to pay a political consequence and you're going to, we're going to see that in November with the, with the Democrats. They're going to get yep. their rear end handed to them. Yep. People want to get rid of hysteria. They want to get back to some semblance of normalcy. And just to piggyback off your COVID story, I had COVID last year. And I had antibodies yep. built up. Yep. yep. And I can neither confirm nor deny uh that it was the case, but I know that 
I couldn't taste my energy drinks tasted like booze and <laughs> I had all the symptoms. So energy drinks tasted cool like this, that. right? Yeah. It was really weird. I'm like, is this booze? Like what is <laughs> happening? Like, did they just slip me a, a Mickey or something? I, I know and, vodka has no taste, but what the hell is this? What is, yeah. This what stuff? is this? Uh, I'm not getting the effects. I must really need to get checked in. So, <laughs> well, I have a I have a very good friend of mine, uh, Ben Mitchell, who's in the audience, and and uh, um, if if that were to happen to him, uh, and he couldn't smell the Bordeaux that he brings over to our house, he would mm -hmm. go crazy. He would go absolutely absolutely crazy. <laughs> I, I'm sure he's nodding his head up and down. Absolutely. And so this past weekend, I was actually. Uh, was it this past weekend or two weekends ago? I was supposed to go cover ASU in the Las Vegas Bowl. Mm -hmm. And I had it all situated. Um, right. Going to drive up with my buddies, go cover the game, and then come back before New Year's. But my buddy's a lawyer, and he works outside of Austin, Texas, and he had to go fly back from Vegas. So we we're going to take the rental car up there and fly back. Well, I don't have a vaccine. And some of these flights force you to have a vaccine card. Others force you to get tests the day of. So that would have meant Correct. that I would have at some point had to fit in to my schedule in Vegas, mind you, at a college football game while my team was handily getting beaten, uh, decide to leave to go get a COVID test so I could get home. And then you factor in all the Karens on these flights that are mm -hmm. attacking people. I don't have any time to sit in a folding <laughs> stall before the new year uh, because regardless of whether you're guilty or that, that's your victim, own personal January yeah. 6th event that you're trying to avoid, right? Exactly. Like you're going to be pulled away <laughs> by TSA and have to answer questions, whether right. they're going to charge you with anything or not. They're still going to ask you questions. It's gonna yeah. Then all of a sudden your you're Novak Djokovic and you're sitting in a room and it's like, holy shit, I got to get out of here. My, uh, Serbian Christmas is happening and I uh, I can't go to a religious service, right? Exactly. And so or in I, your case, yeah. drink booze. I mean, let's be honest. Yep. Come on. Let's be honest. Uh, you know, celebrate good times. Come on. And I made the decision. I'm like, I got to for I got to forego this opportunity. Like it sucks. But yeah, this is the reality of the situation. And you know, it's unfortunate uh, with all the protocols that they have at the stadiums. You know, it was going to be at, uh, what is it, Alliance Stadium and, or Legion Alliance, Stadium? Yeah. Alliance, Legion, yeah. Okay, yeah. I get that. Yeah. And, You're talking about uh, uh, the uh, pro, uh, pro Stadium over at UNLV? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. the Pro Stadium for the, the Raiders. Um, and it just was an opportunity missed because – of all this COVID hysteria. And the fact that I had to worry about a woman hitting me on a flight for uh, not having my mask on while I eat is fucking insane. But not hitting on you, but hitting you without, that's yeah. just, you're not gonna put not, up with that. Not gonna put up with it. If she wants to hit on me, uh, I don't know if she's heard of me too, but it works both ways. And I, I won't stand for that. I won't stand for a woman letting me know that she's into me. I mean, that, what right, a pig she must be. At least not that way, right? <laughs> you know, Sarcasm, hey, so, folks. you know, I know we deviated over to COVID, but that's obviously a, a reality that we're all facing. But at, at the same time, you know, January sixth was not an insurrection. 
Hence the reason why no one's been charged by that with that, right? Number one. And the only person that died was a unarmed female veteran that served our country, right? Now, people who attack police officers and uh, engage in violent assault, guess what? They need to be in the DC jail. They need to be uh, arrested. Absolutely. But this is nowhere near the media hysteria that has been um, created Again, similar to the Russia hoax. Again, similar to, you know, all the crap that went into and came out of the Mueller report that showed Trump did nothing. So it was a bunch of horn-blowing and money-wasting time that, you know, uh, okay, granted, we lost the White House, right? We lost the Senate. Because of that. We almost came... 42,000 votes shy of taking over the House in 2020. We still uh-huh. picked up governor seats, House seats at state level, uh, et cetera. So we did pretty damn well. Uh, that, that sends a very bold message that what the other side is parroting and trying to sell, people aren't buying it. 30%, maybe 35% of the people are buying it. The rest of them are like, get the hell out of here, right? Yep. And it, it's so important that we stay involved. And like you said, get get involved yeah. at the grassroots level. And folks, I, I urge you to start highlighting these buzzwords that they keep using to to drill us into provocation, to evoke our emotions until we overstep, right. uh, you're going to hear insurrection. You're going to hear terrorism. I want people to recognize this is going to be the new word that's going to be thrown around for this next month: debathification. You know, it's basically erasing people off the globe. It had its uh, its birth in the Iraqi War. You can look up. It, it doesn't it mean it doesn't mean that you ran out of Mr. Bubble. I just want to put that out there, just for our, it, our it viewers. It does or, not. You know concerned absolutely so you bubble bathers out there don't worry doesn't mean you can't get a little sudsy okay but there's also another word that my man across from me said endemic that's where we are we should be celebrating the end of covid not freaking the f out in causing more hysteria and raising more alarms and red flags it's slowly dissipating this is science folks and like you said it's going to become the equivalent of a, a, a bad cold. And we're going to have to deal Correct. with it. Like, this is what Correct. it is. And, and, so- and very much like with the flu, uh, we're going to end up treating folks that are um, that have underlying condition or at higher risk uh, differently mm-hmm. than most of us that are on this uh, in the show here. Um, Absolutely. And people with ailing conditions of, will, right, will right. die. In terms of, and, and in terms there, of January 6th, will be reported. Yeah. Right. They'll be recorded. The, the but outcome go ahead. Of, of January 6th, I, I'll, I'll just reiterate that unfortunately, we're not getting anything but a political whitewash. And it's, it's just a shame. Um, yes. Fortunately, we have access to a lot of videotape, a lot of um, factual what information. really went on. 
which is also sad, but we can learn from it. We always do here in our country because it's the greatest country mm -hmm. on the planet, right? I mean, Straight we up. know that. Hello. There will never be another. Having said all that, we've got an opportunity in in the next Congress when Knockwood we take over um, to illustrate that without being political. So that will be a challenge with my colleagues and friends on the Republican side to go, you know what, here's a lot of what you didn't see. Here's a lot of what really went on. And that will that will cause Democrats at the federal level and, and other levels of government to have to choose how they vote, what they say going forward, uh, and how they represent facts about events that have occurred in the past or 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 future events to avoid those, right? Yep. And so that's what I think in in part we can learn the most about with regard to an incident like January sixth is um, could uh, President Trump have said more? Well, of course, anybody could have said more. But when you tell people to go and make your voice heard and do so peacefully, how many friggin' times do you need to say that in one speech, right? I mean, with the current occupant of the White House, he may have to say it five times. He doesn't friggin' remember saying it the previous four. However, mm -hmm. we're not all like that, thank God. The the reality of people who were paid to be there and protest and cause a problem that were from Antifa and other groups that were there to fake uh, or pretend that they were Trump supporters and cause problems. You know what? They earned their money, but all they they didn't weaken a country. Uh, all they did is weaken themselves and whatever ludicrous cause they 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 think they believe in because it sure as hell isn't democracy freedom and liberty right no nope. yeah yep. and so i i think we learn from that we turn to our children our family members uh who already know that yeah it's people got out of hand but uh some furniture got broken and unfortunately a service member was shot and killed Let's not let that happen again. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Let's get rid of the hyperbole and rid of the politics uh, and focus on how moving the country forward. Because the metrics, again, the jobs report today, the the inflation that we're facing and going to be facing for several quarters going forward, uh, and the joblessness of folks in communities and businesses, etc. We got to get that back on track. And we need everybody to pitch in to do it. You can't just sit there on the sidelines and play Xbox and uh, collect a check. It's not the way yep. you build a country. Not the way you build a country. And once again, the whole point of what we do here is to learn, folks. We want to yeah. learn how to grow together and how we learn from these mistakes from the past. You know, there is unsurety right now we have an unsure public and that also means our children who don't know what is right from wrong because they're being told so many different things and we need to for just the the protesting just specifically the protesting if we can get back to enforcing the equal laws for pe peaceful protests on both sides because you got these uh, angry people on each side that are getting so upset at the other 
because one's getting away with it, one's not, one's doing this, one's doing that. If we could just all get on the same page and recognize each other's differences and figure out how we can disagree cordially, we're gonna start to move together in the right direction and getting involved in the grassroots, standing up for yourself, not forcing your opinions and your ideologies on people, but give them the opportunity to hear factual evidence and organically grow ideas in their head. You know, you have so much knowledge on how we can do this from a socio-economic political standpoint. And it's very important in this next year that we take those small steps from grassroots up and rebuild this country in its old images. Well, I completely agree. And I, I think that there's a lot more in our communities individually that bring us together that than do not. And so the the more that the uh, pot bangers and screamers out there yell, yes, you hear them more than folks who naturally want to work together or neighborly live in a community, et cetera. Don't be undeterred by that, the folks in the audience. Uh, I don't I don't want you to be deterred by all the screaming because that's going to go on anyway, and it mm -hmm. has for. 400 years, right? Yeah, ignorance has been around long right? before America. Absolutely, absolutely. But it, it does not prevail at all. If, it, if, it, if that were the case, the, um, uh, the yellow vests in France would still be burning down buildings and cars <laughs> three years in, right? Sorry, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's just not happening. And you you've seen you've seen the um uh de-escalation with BLM because uh in the last 3 years uh they they've escalated and then de-escalated after 2020 and did almost nothing in 2021 because they cost so much political capital um the 3 years prior uh i would argue going into uh into 2017 forward to 2020 um and the powers that be on the other side of the aisle they told them to, to cut the crap and they cut off their money at this point that's not going to stop that's not going to stop that's going to that's going to get uh, ignited again at some point in the future right yeah but don't listen to them don't listen to them focus on on the things that that matter to you and your community and at the same time know that the country that we live in which was built on the toil, the sweat, the the um, hard work of a lot of our ancestors and ourselves is something that we can still hand to our children. And we will do that. We will do no. that. There's no question Absolutely. about it. Absolutely None, no question no. about it. And so, you know, January 6th, 2023, that's gonna come and go, but it's just gonna be like another Tuesday. It's not going to matter all that much. It's only going to matter to the politicos that actually have something to gain out of it. Uh, and the rest of us are going to go, yeah, what are you doing for me by spending all my money? You know, exactly. It's not going to, it, it's not going to happen. This past decade in 50 years is just going to be another chapter in a political science book. And we're going to all learn <laughs> from right. it and we're going to, trudge forward because that's what Americans do. We overcome and we come together at some point 
not entirely because that's just human nature but we mm -hmm. learn from these mistakes and we will persevere because we are america period well america is a remarkably good place and we have a inordinate amount of goodness in us uh and and i see it oh, every God. day and i know you guys in the audience and uh, and you know rick you see it every day in your community too um and we will we will we are migrating back to that that normal level it's going to take a little while longer it would be nicer if we had political leaders that um grab the spotlight or have the bully pulpit uh were assisting with that the way that the way that uh, 45 did the way that trump did you know mm -hmm. uh but you know what we'll be fine and so I want to thank everybody for spending their time with us listening to uh, and discussing uh, January 6th, the aftermath, January 7th. Uh, ultimately, um, we're going to be fine. And uh, I look forward to seeing everybody next Friday when we'll have another interesting topic. Uh, my brother, I appreciate you uh, very, very much. And I want you to have a good weekend. Uh, enjoy the lovely. lovely weather you have there in Phoenix. We have a little bit of snow here, here in the Commonwealth. Uh, but it's just, a, you know, it's just a small amount. It's just a little dusting, just, like they get up in Flagstaff, you know. Yeah. Uh, Which, but I, yeah, uh, I appreciate yeah. you as well, my friend. Absolutely. Uh, I want to leave these parting words, uh, the message for today. Don't rely on others to do it for you. Do it yourself. You know, we don't need to rely on politicians right now to make this a better America. We have the power and the information and the will to do it ourselves. So, so I want to thank my man, Mark Smith, once again for banging out another Read the Room with me. I'm Uncle Rico. This has been Boom. Read the Room, January, sec, uh, January 6th, January 6th, insurrection episode. Uh, Thank you, No Filter Network. Thanks for all the people in the audience. We love you. Shout out to Pistol Pete for his uh, Absolutely. Yeah, and we love No Filter. You guys are great, man. Thanks for having this platform and letting us do our thing. Um, I love I love Read the Room. I am so happy that Rick decided to join me in uh, this little uh, adventure, and we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. Absolutely. So thanks, bud. Adios. Later. Besos.